Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfeld, coming to you from quarantine in my basement studio apartment. Each week, I call up two employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from insurance companies to oil platforms. Together, we'll learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. As always, I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But oh boy, am I a fan. And I think you're going to be too. Let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is a professional wrestler with the World Federation of Wrestling, or WFW. For over 10 years, he has been seen as one of the sport's most likable stars, until this year when he made a turn into a heel on Tuesday night bouts on the HCMX Sports Network. In his free time, he reads to children he meets in the park. Please welcome Taser Romo. Hello, Taser. How's it going? I'm good, Dean. How are you? Uh, great. You are uh, just one of the most well-respected and, uh, well, up until a couple of weeks ago, well-liked uh, wrestlers in the in the pro wrestling world. Is that right? I was until I decided to let my true self show. I see. I see. And so it had nothing to do with like there weren't there wasn't a team of story editors behind this that decided it was time for Taser to go bad. I'm sorry. This was this story was personal story editors. No, you don't have a, a team of writers or anybody. That's uh, my real personality up there, Dean. I don't right, have a writer. Is, yeah, right. That's who right. I am. You are 100% real up there. That's I think that's what people like is the authenticity, right? Well, yeah. I, there's this rumor going around that wrestling is fake, this sports entertainment thing. We Okay. I, I truly hate that person in the ring, and I love throwing chairs into the audience. That's yeah, my decision. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that that really brings me to uh, one of my my really important uh, questions here. I know because of the shutdown, everybody's closed and everything, but for some reason, the World Federation of Wrestling has chosen to remain open. And I saw some photographs of uh, one of the recent bouts, and it seems as though the patrons are being spaced like with 10 empty seats between each one of them, and the wrestlers aren't even allowed to come into physical contact with one another. They're only using objects like chairs and tables to hit one another with. Has that changed the game for you? Actually, it has, but more to my favor. You see, I'm more of like a, a mental wrestler, all right? I go after people's okay. weaknesses. I do weeks of research to see maybe their parents left when they were at a young age or they failed a spelling bee in the first round. And I yell those things across the ring until they fall down and lay there in tears for three seconds. This has been a boom for me. I'm undefeated during this time. Really? And because you've got the mental skills that you know, where where other wrestlers only have physical ones. Correct. I am, again, undefeated in mental professional wrestling. Mental professional wrestling. And so is, your, is it your hope that maybe as we come out of this coronavirus crisis, that maybe there'll be like a separate division for mental wrestling? Well, that's the plan. Uh, if we don't have our own division, okay, now just to, this is between me and you, right? Of course, of course. I'm probably going to break off into my own league. We're just going to sit in chairs in a ring across from each other and see who can destroy each other mentally emotionally, right. spiritually. If you'll, if you'll pardon my, uh, my observation here, it seems like what you're describing is, is a roast, like sort of a non-comedic roast. Yeah, I don't see many roasts ending in tears or holding a championship belt over your head in front of thousands of people. That's true. Thousands right, of people right. is what I plan on having this in front of. And is this uh, at all, because, and I, I hate to remark upon this, but you are famously about 50 pounds lighter than most of the opponents you go up against. Is it, is that, does that have anything to do with how you've had to sharpen your mental skills? Well, yeah, you don't really get to bench much at a library using a free internet and doing you know, deep web searches on other people's families and histories and jobs. So, so, so you don't work out at all then in preparation for your bouts? Not too much. In, I mean, physically working out, no. You know, 
mentally, of course, sharpening, you know, learning uh, the history of people, seeing who they've shamed or how they've shamed themselves years and years ago. Yes, that I've done. But no, I've dropped about 50 to 60 pounds. Oh, also, uh, I can't get steroids anymore. You can't get them? Well, no. Oh, I see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, right. I, it's really hard to do curbside pickup for steroids. I see. Right. You know, that's interesting. And so when you're in the ring with someone and they've got like, let's say a chair long enough to hit you with and, and a six you've foot got, chair, right. Yeah. Right. Six foot chair. And then you're armed with like just the knowledge that when this person was seven, their, their dad left and they had a hard time with it. Like, how does that, how do you, how do you dodge a chair hit and then get your lot, get your barb in there? I got to get it in quick. So when I see them reach for their six foot chair, it's usually a high chair. I go, Oh, Hi, chair. Let me guess. You had that at your birthday party that no one was invited to. Right. Something along those. Right. I try to bridge the gap between the prop they bring in and something I know about their past. As they try to bridge a physical gap, you're trying to bridge a mental one. Correct. You'd be yeah. good at this. You know, when, when, yeah. I, when I start my own league, I might be looking for a manager. You could be the guy with the bullhorn in the corner, you know, yelling oh, insults. Wow. I would... I would never even uh, dream to be such a such an important figure in, in anyone's life, uh, and I certainly I'm terrified of uh, people fighting. Uh, con- conflict makes me very uncomfortable. Anyway, but you're a heel now, so what, what what's your what's your hook as the bad guy, and how did you make the turn there? Being a good guy got a little boring. And that one day, the, the I'm sure you saw the match. I came in as a good guy, and I just snapped. I said, you know what? I'm really going to destroy you. And I ran back to the back of the uh, into the locker room. I'm sure you remember this. It's all over YouTube. And there was 45 minutes of just an empty ring, one person standing there. And then 45 minutes later, I came back and launched into a series of insults and mentally destroyed my first opponent. Right, right. And it was such an interesting... I mean, you sat down there on the uh, on, the, on the middle of the ring and, and just bawled your eyes out. And then when you disappeared for 45 minutes, I think people expected maybe you wouldn't come back or maybe when you did, you'd put up a physical fight. No, I brought a notebook and a pencil. Notebook Little and a notebooks. pencil. Yeah, yeah, you had notebooks in your hand. So like... I think that surprised a lot of people. It did. Most of them surprised that I could read and write. Uh, most people watching wrestling are not expecting someone just to kind of work on material in the middle of a ring. What you saw was some drafting, some workshopping. I think it got better after that. Yeah, you got to workshop stuff in front of a crowd. So this is so interesting to me because typically with a professional wrestling, uh, you know, uh, about when someone turns into a heel, there's something like they they do that's just like, you know, just unforgivable. And this is such an interesting thing. It's almost as if the crowd punished, like, you know, punished your reputation, turned you into a heel just for being a literate person. Yeah, they did not like that. I was, you know, I run around with my one semester of college education, go, hey, I'm the smartest person here. I'm the smartest person here. Uh, I jump into the crowd and I correct the signs, both grammatically and with spelling. Uh, They don't like that. Uh, This is, again, just the audience. Forget what I've done to the other. I'm jumping into the audience and I'm asking to review their educational background, their their academic. I debate with them. They hate it. I'm sure they do. Yeah, because it really drags down the pace of a a wrestling bout, I would say. My last match was three and a half hours. Wow. So, um, so you, uh, and you know, your, your name taser comes from a, you know, a signature move that you had, uh, a very fearsome signature move, which I assume came in your steroid days. Um, have any thought to changing your name to more, uh, accurately reflect your more studious nature now? Well, to recap the taser was, I would bring an electrical cord with me into the ring and hold it in one, lick my hand, hold it in one, and then grab someone by the mouth and let the electricity 
surge through their body and they would drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the taser. So I'm going to actually, if I could workshop with you, this would be a great opportunity. As my future manager, I think I should run this by you. Oh my goodness! Don't, please, you'll, you, when you find out, uh, you dig into my background, you'll find that I'm <laughs> when, I, when I dig into it. Okay, when I dig I, into it, sure, I, Dean. Right. Oh, you're saying you already have. Okay. <laughs> well, then you certainly. I, I don't know why you would ever uh, suggest me for such a role, but I would love to hear uh, whatever it is you're thinking for names and uh, and your new a new move, new persona. I'm going to use my full name, Tazarius. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask my opponent, "What was your favorite childhood book, Dean? What was your favorite childhood book?" Oh, The Giving Tree it was so sad. The Giving Tree. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to chop you down and sit on you when we're done with this. And then you're going to feel that all you did was give me everything you had until I'm an old man and I'm still back just to take advantage of you. And I never learned how to be grateful. And that's what I think of you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that hit me. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know if I can continue this interview. And I'm just going to sit there on you pretending you're my stump. Remember, you know, spoiler I alert, do. the old man sits on a stump. Suck it, Shell Silverstein. Wow. Wow, that's powerful stuff. And, um, you know, it, 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 it dovetails nicely with uh, this hobby of yours. But before we get to that, I'd like to bring in our second guest and, uh, and we'll circle back because you've got an interesting, interesting hobby as well. Interesting um, you have a second guest since I know that you have a long history of needing more people around you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that's what only children do. Please, Tazarius, I, I do have to continue here. And if you keep pummeling me with these emotional blows, I'm not sure if I can, I can, I can move on. <laughs> well, folks... My second guest today is responsible for whether you live or die in a plane crash. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As always, the corporation is sponsored by Vermont Comedy Club, now offering streaming shows and classes for kids and adults and accepting donations at vtcomedy.com. And hey, while you're supporting Vermont businesses, a few friends to recommend who are still doing curbside pickup, Onyx Tonics Coffee and Taco Gordo Mexican. Check those people out. Also, why not say thank you to some healthcare workers and order a bunch of pizzas and send them to the sixth floor of UVM Medical Center. And when you shop for food, for God's sake, give the employees a little space. Don't sneak up on them. And wear a mask, okay, please? Stop being so vain. Wear the stupid mask. And wash your hands a lot. Let's just flatten this fucking curve already, okay? All right, stay safe, everybody. Back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Taser Romo, World Federation wrestler. And now I'm going to bring in my second guest to the conversation who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She's a flight attendant for Cooper Airlines, the nation's most dependable international airline company. Cooper Air is currently operating at 50% capacity due to the global health crisis. But my guest is an essential employee still flying the friendly skies. When she's on the ground, she enjoys competitive horseshoes. Please welcome Sandy Mofflet. Hello, Sandy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Great. Uh, Sandy, you work, uh, typically you're working on these full flights, but of course the flights have been mostly empty lately. So what are you doing on these long flights uh, that are mostly empty? Uh, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a super like studious human myself usually, but I've been, uh, I've been doing some Sudoku, um, practicing, yeah, practicing nail art, mostly on myself, because uh, I don't want to get too close to the passengers. Yeah. I mean, is that just a, you know, when you've, let's say you've got a half a dozen people on board a flight, are you just terrified that every one of them is, uh, is carrying an infectious disease? At first I was, but then I found a solution, which was I put um, a bag over each of their heads. Really? And what's yeah, this it's, bag made out of? <clears throat> um, it's pillowcases, you know, so I'll, I'll kind of be like, complimentary! And then I... And, you know, if you tell people it's complimentary, they take it, you know, so I... Right, uh, right. I is there some kind of, I'm assuming there's some kind of a breathing hole or something that you've... Uh, fashioned so that they can that is a good thought that is a good thought 
I might try right. that. Cool. It is it is incredible in uh, this day and age what people will put up with if you just tell them it's part of the new system, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So yes, yeah, for example, um, you know, people were complaining about the acrylic um, nail smell because I was actually I have a whole station now where I like heat them and press. You know, it's acrylics wow. and. Uh, you know, they're complaining about the smell. And then I just explained that it's the smell of a functioning engine. And they... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it does seem like, you know, after 9-11, we all had to take our shoes off. I and mean, we will do almost anything in a crisis, right? Right. No, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I told them there is no more drink um, cart, no more food snack cart. That's... Really? Just between you and me, that's not true. Uh, I just... Okay. I've just decided that I don't... I don't want to send it down anymore and honestly right, like i need right. i need this well you you've, you've earned it you know right. both right. because you've spent many years uh you know dealing with high maintenance passengers but also because uh you know you're exposing yourself to this potentially hazardous situation right and you know i'll say you know most of my coworkers are like are like you know they're like sandy what are you doing come on we we're here let's let's keep doing and i say you know what no we're doing it sandy's way and then I offer them a complimentary pillowcase, which they do decline. They they have figured yeah. it out. So they've figured out there's no yeah. holes in the air, air holes in the pillowcase. Yeah. Has it ever been suggested that you're you're uh, that you're you're taking advantage of of the current crisis and the current situation to essentially like paint your nails and not do your job? Um, by suggested, do you mean stated? Uh, it has, has been, it been stated it has, by any of your superiors. Yes, yeah. many times. You know, I have a lot of incriminating files um, on many of my uh, my superiors mm. at this point. Uh, they're mostly made up files, but I uh, oh, really, yeah, yeah, really. fabricated. How do you feel about that taser? Because it seems like you're 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 a stickler for real research. Yeah, I've I've thrown up in my mouth three times, Sandy. How does how is it? Everything you're telling these people is lies. And this is just, just to be clear, this is coming from a, a professional wrestler who's, whose job is definitely not scripted. He wants to know, how does it feel to be part of an industry full of lies? How do you sleep at night? How do you look at a child? Like when I'm reading to children in the park, I know it's me. Because there is, you read to children in the park because your parents never read to you as a kid, right? Dean, we already did our commercial break, right? Oh, we did, man. yes. I, I can take another one if it seems no, like we need to. No, no, I can do this. Cesarius, I can do you, this. Had, you were part of the Big Brother program, right? But your Big Brother said you were a wuss and just left. Is that right? You listen to me. See, you listen to me. When you get in the ring with Cesarius and you try to do mental battle, I'm going to mental battle you back. The reason you're an airline... I'm a flight attendant. You know, a flight attendant mm -hmm. is because you tried to become a pilot and you couldn't do it because you're both nearsighted and farsighted at the same time. And you got thrown out of the Air Force, and this is the only thing you can do for your dreams. Is, is that true, Sandy, or is this the plot to a movie? I um, no, yes, I was part of the Air Force uh, yeah. briefly, and uh, yes, it so is. He has done his homework on you. He has done his homework on me. I just guessed. I'm a very good guesser. Often, my guesses are correct. Uh, so you I'm guessing. So, okay, so like I have to ask Taser, how does it feel that she guessed at something uh, that ended up being true and really wrecked you emotionally, and you? Research something on her that doesn't seem to have affected her emotional state at all. Whose manager are you? You're my manager. You're supposed to be supporting me. Not yet. No. You're I'm my not, manager. The paperwork, check your front door. It's there. Tazarius. You know, I know I sound like I don't care about people because I put pillowcases over their heads and I paint my nails instead of bringing them the food and drink that I do. And I don't, I def definitely don't do the safety tutorial. There's no point. They can't see. They have pillowcases over their heads. Um, so, you know, I know that I seem like I don't care. But it's because I've realized we're all in charge of our own happiness. So if I just do everything that I want to do and everyone else just does everything that they want to do, we're all going to be fine. That's a horrible way to look at life. There's one thing that wrestling has taught me is that people need me. All right. That's why we're open during this time. 
That's where we're finding ways to keep going. All right. And, and, and people need you. People need you. How else am I going get, to get, get headphones for the movie? Or, or, or if maybe the crossword puzzle has already been done in that magazine, I want to prove. Oh, I did all the crossword that puzzles. That was you? That's you? You, how, how dare you? I'm pretty good. As I mentioned, I, I really dislike conflict, and I feel like I'm I'm the one who facilitated uh, this 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 conflict that's happening right now between my two guests, and I really I really don't like that. I really want you guys to get along, and uh, so so maybe we'll try to pivot here and and mm. and, and and smooth I'm things good. over between you two. Oh, I'm fine. I could do this all day. I'm gonna meditate for a while. Okay, well, I do need to finish the interview though, uh, but. Uh, Taser, you have this this hobby of um, reading to children in the park, and it I didn't I couldn't find any evidence that this was like through a local library or anything. It seems like maybe you're just going into the park and reading t- to small children. Typically, uh, I just bring a handful of books and start reading to kids if they're around. I lately now I scream across the park because I want everyone to feel you know still safe. Yeah, what happens like for instance now when you're when you're going into the park and you've got a handful of books and you're trying to read to a child and the mother is trying to pull the child at least six feet away from you and you're you're insisting on reading books to children and getting closer to them. What, what, what happens then? I mean, losing 60 pounds of pure muscle has actually helped my cardio. So I just run behind them, reading the book, maintaining a safe and acceptable distance. And there I am reading the Lorax, you know, six to eight feet behind a child and parent running away from me. What's the best experience you've had? In, in, in since the COVID crisis hit, the best, uh, in, in the best experience in reading a book to a small child in a park. Uh, okay. I mean, it might be redundant, but running six to eight feet behind a child reading the Lorax. The Lorax. Okay. And and what happened in that instance? I finished the book. Uh, so you were allowed. To, that's a long book. They, you yeah. were allowed to finish that book. Well, yeah. It's a long run. It's 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 a shockingly long. So I finished the book. Uh, six to eight feet away from the front door of these people where they live because it was a long mm-hmm. run. Uh, I think they were calling the cops, but I had to run back to the park because we had to read uh, Horton Hears a Who. And what do you get out of this hobby, if I might? Cardio. Ask? Mostly just cardio uh, at oh, this really? point. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind. Been suggested to you that you could just run? <laughs> why, why read to strangers at this point? I like to work the mental and the physical game of wrestling oh, right. at oh, all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All times. Right. That's going to be my, my new thing. And as my manager, as my new official manager, oh, congratulations, by the way, I'm going to make sure that I am a, a bilateral wrestler. All right. Everything's going to be done two different ways in the ring. Left-handed, uh-huh. right-handed, eyes closed, eyes open, mental, physical. Wow. And this is, I mean, this you're talking about your your future league of mental wrestling. Yes. Wow. Uh, well, to, to sort of uh, toss it back to you here, uh, Sandy, you're one of the lucky ones who's kept your job through all of this. Um, and it, it, But I do know that, um, you know, it, it, at Cooper Air, the, the flight attendants who remain, their pay went down, their hours went up, and they're getting no hazard pay. Um, so how do, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I would be mad. Um, that hasn't applied specifically to me because, uh, again, I have amassed sufficient guesses about uh, my superiors' love lives and professional lives that seem to have uh, caused them to fear me. Um, right. So really, I'm just happy for fear. Um, I'm happy that uh, people... Un- and basically, anytime anyone tries to talk to me, I also start coughing really loudly, um, oh, which in this day and age, super effective, super effective sure. tool to keep people uh, out of your space. So uh, I've been right, doing that right. a lot. Um, and are you... Sh- uh, so are you at all concerned that like once things return to normal, that you'll have to go back to... Um, that that your these tactics won't work as well and you'll have to go back to doing more of your job description? You know, that had not occurred to me until this moment. Um, I had not thought of that. Taser, I really would like to, 
I would like to create a, a bridge between you and my other guest here today. And I, I'm just wondering if, you know, if there might be any room in your future mental wrestling league for someone with just like, it seems like uh, Sandy has a lot of intuition and maybe she's not doing the deep research that you're doing. Um, but I bet you could be a formidable foe in a mental wrestling match. Have you thought about? I'm not going to lie. I'm a man of honesty. There, there's a lot of raw talent in the sure, room with me. And, I mean, yeah. if you as my official longtime manager feel we would okay. be better as a tag team yeah. wrestling yeah. team. Yeah. That would be something I would consider, but that's your call. You're the manager. I listen to you. I, Oh, it's definitely, I've never made a call like that in my life. I've never made any calls in my life. Really. Dean, I remember when you were in third grade, you managed a lemonade stand. They made $200. That's oh, several years please. ago. And then oh, you never managed anything since. I think Dean is crying. I think you made him cry. No one's ever believed in me for more than, for more than 30 seconds before in my whole life. So it's really pretty hard to listen to. Well, I have a sample of that lemonade here still, and it's delicious. What? Why? How? I found the oh, recipe. Okay, so it's not physically the same lemonade. Well, it's it's close enough, but you know, I found out. I'm going to take a guess as to what the recipe is. Right, I'm going right, to guess I'll, it's one cup lemon juice, one cup sugar, one cup water. Am I right? It's another impressive, accurate. Thank guess. you. Yes, yes. That was yeah. the recipe, yeah. wasn't it? Intuition. Yeah. That was that was, that was it. I'll never forget it. I had it written on the back of a matchbook. Um, Taser. One more question before we, we have to wrap this up, but I just have to circle back to something you said a few seconds ago when you said, yeah. I'll get a pillowcase full of steroids. Yeah. I'm wondering how, how that could possibly help you in your new mental wrestling. Research shows that uh, building muscle helps with uh, brain power. You know, when you go for a run, you're probably thinking of other things. Uh, you know, you're right, Well, the brain's guy. a muscle, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do with the pillowcase full... Uh, may I borrow a pillowcase? Oh, have I have holes, so right? many. Right. I've been hoarding them like people hoard toilet paper right now. Dean, I have you're bringing been. us together, my friend. Yeah, you're, is, a great great. you're a great yeah. manager. You're a great manager. I didn't do this at I'm all. Gonna, I can't take any credit. Not to get too gruesome, but uh, I'm going to jam a bunch of needles in my ears that are full of steroids directly into my brain and just fire that up. What? <laughs> wow. I, I what? will help with that. I could totally help with that. Yeah, I've always wanted to stick a needle in someone's brain. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't see how there's going to be a problem here unless you, as my official long-term trusted manager, sees otherwise. Oh, gosh. I, I, Make the call, I, Dean. I, I think, I, think I feel really put on the spot and I, I, I don't like conflict. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to wrap this up and maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about it offline over a lemonade or something. I'll get you. When you get home tonight, look right. under your pillow. There's a tape. Play it. It's me giving you uh, motivational phrases. Oh, gosh, thank you. To set you up uh, to be my manager. I would love that. I would love that. Well, folks, that's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers. Thank you, folks, so much for joining me. The Corporation is a presentation of Unical Media. Dean Ardenfeld was played by Nathan Hartswick, Taser Romo was played by Brian Hines, and Sandy Mofflett was played by Helena Morris. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com. <laughs>